Welcome to the White House Family Spoken Novels Podcast Episode 410. Today we're reading Chapter 50 of the novel, All the Bishop's Children, Book 2, by Daniel White III with his wife, Marika White. Marsha gave birth to a beautiful baby girl just before the Thanksgiving holiday. Look at her, she looks just like me, DJ said as he proudly held his daughter, Nakia Sangrit Jacobs. Marsha smiled. How does it feel to be a father? Mm, it feels good, DJ said, trying to hide the anxiety in his voice. You got to be a man now, Dwight said to DJ. You can't chuck your responsibility. Real men don't do that. You be there for Marsha as much as you can, and you take care of that baby girl. Yes, sir, I will, DJ said. Having a child out of wedlock still did not deter DJ from running other girls who, in his thinking, were there solely to fulfill his pleasure. He was never serious about any of them. Well, maybe except for Jennifer, who he was now spending more time with. Do you have plans to marry Marsha? Jennifer asked him shortly after Nikia's birth. Why do you ask? DJ said. I don't know. I thought maybe with her having your child, you may feel obligated to marry her, Jennifer said. My dad mentioned it in passing. Right now, I'm not inclined to do so. I plan on remaining single for many years yet, DJ said. We're too young to entertain the thought of marriage. You're not jealous, are you? Jennifer did not answer. She sighed a sigh of relief. If you only knew how jealous I am of Marsha, she thought. Rosalind, I know DJ messed up with Marsha, but I still believe he and Jennifer have a good chance together. He's young and he hasn't settled down yet, but he will. Mrs. Pearson, Jennifer's mother, said to Rosalind during one of their telephone chats. He's just a young buck sowing his wild oats as most young men do. Tell me about it. I just hope he does not sow anymore, Rosalind said. You know, I have dreams of him and Jennifer having a life together as well. They still can if you and I just work it, work it, work it, Mrs. Pearson said. What do you have in mind, Rosalind asked. DJ, what are your plans after you graduate? Rosalind asked DJ one Sunday evening after he came in from putting in his hours at Sonic. I'm going to keep on working. The owner has already offered me the managerial training position if I want it after I graduate, DJ said. I'll be going to the different restaurants to train the workers. As you know, that's right down my alley. You won't be doing that, Rosalind said. Says who, DJ thought with a snicker. You'll be going right into college. I had in mind you becoming a pharmacist. You have the brain for that. As a black person, it would do you well to have that college degree under your belt. These white folks smile on that, Rosalind said. Well, I was offered the managerial training position by a white man, and I don't even have a college degree, DJ said. Anyway, I'm sorry to upset your plans, Mom, but I will not be going to college right now, maybe later. The college education right now is more important than making money. In fact, it will give you a better chance of making more money. <sighs> you could have fooled me. All we've ever seen you do is chase after money. All you ever talk about is making more money. Even when Dad told you to stay home, you thought it more important to go out there and get a job. It would have meant so much to me if you had stayed home. I wanted you home to fix my plate many evenings, but no, you were out there making the almighty dollar. The look Rosalind gave DJ stopped him from voicing his thoughts. Dwight, you need to talk to this son of yours, Rosalind said to her husband that very evening. 
Oh, so now that he's not listening to you, he's my son, huh? Ignoring her husband's comment, Rosalind continued, You need to tell him it's important for him to go to college and not wait. I tried to tell him, but without blinking an eye, he told me he was not going. You want to be the man of the house. You tell him and make him do as you wish, Dwight said. Unbeknownst to Rosalind, Dwight had already spoken to DJ about going to college. Dwight chuckled. These children are not listening to you because they have never seen you listen to me. All they have seen you do is run off at the mouth, disrespect me, disobey me, and try to play them against me. The chickens are coming home to roost. How dare you say that? I tried to let you lead. But? But you wouldn't. So I had to take the lead and push things forward, Rosalind said. No, it's not that I won't lead. It's that you want me to move at your pace and at your bidding when I wanted to move at God's pace. You kicked and bucked at every move I made. And this is not just when it comes to the family. This is also when it comes to the run of the church. Just you remember I'm not the one who placed me in leadership. It is God who gave me this position, Dwight said. Frankly, I would never place myself in that position of leadership, knowing I would have to deal with a rebellious wife. Realizing the truth of her husband's words, Rosalind fell into a rebellious silence. And we're still going to apologize not only to the church family, but also to the children, Dwight said. The following morning, amidst their regular morning chaos, Dwight managed to settle the children down long enough to apologize to them. Children, I just want to say I'm sorry for not being the Christian father I should have been and taking the lead as I should. And, Dad, you have been a great dad, Jessica and Rachel said. There's nothing to apologize to me for, Kennedy said. You've been a great dad. I have no complaints. Thank you, children, but I could do better, Dwight said. And I will do better because Christ is truly the center of my life now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of White House Family Stories. You may purchase a copy of this novel and any other Christian fiction books read on this podcast from Amazon.com. Now, dear listener, please know that God, the divine author of all things, wants to write a great story with your life as well. But first, you must give him the pen by trusting him with the life he gave you and surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ as Savior. Here is how. 1. Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 2. Accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 3. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10.28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 4. Accept the fact that you cannot do anything to save yourself. The Bible states in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. 5. 
except the fact that God loves you more than you love yourself and that he wants to save you from hell. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. With these facts in mind, please repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and pray and ask him to come into your heart and save you this very moment. The Bible states in the book of Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, please pray with me this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I now believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. If you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospelightsociety.com and read what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you until next time.